Pivoting your business model, launching a new product or service, or opening a new branch of your business can feel downright overwhelming. And while we're not discounting that there may be a lot to do, we are saying that you're likely making it more complicated than it needs to be. So often it's your thoughts around those very actions that make it so much harder to actually follow through and see more of the results you want faster. So today we're diving into how most of us overcomplicate our businesses as a result of fear and self-doubt. There's that mindset kicking in again. We talk about how you can put a stop to that pesky procrastination to move forward faster and with more ease and results. If you're a bit of a perfectionist, someone who likes to think and overthink ideas before putting them out there, or having trouble figuring out where to even start, then my dear, this episode was made for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Devin Danielle. Devin is a mindset coach who helps ambitious online business owners transform their limiting beliefs so they can reach their highest potential. With five plus years experience running a successful brand development business and mentoring creative entrepreneurs, Devin blends mindset coaching and strategic insight to help women who are ready for change confidently break through uncertainty and into the next phase of their business. Through her powerful one-to-one coaching, group programs, and life-changing events, Devin's intuitive approach empowers clients to believe in themselves, fast-track their success, and bring their wildest business dreams to life. Devin, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. I'm so excited to have you on. (laughs) So I just read through your bio, but I would absolutely love to hear in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah. So like you said, um, I'm a mindset coach for online business owners. And the reason why I do this work is because I really believe that we all have the power to reach our highest potential and fast track whatever our version of success looks like when we spend some time digging in and overcoming the limiting beliefs that are holding us back from what we really, really want. Awesome. I love that so much. So Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about how you got to where you are. You have a background in branding design like I do, right? Yeah. Yep. I have a, yeah, I have a four year degree with a bachelor of fine arts with an emphasis in graphic design where really it was like heavily focused on brand design. So. Awesome. So talk to me about how you kind of made that pivot because I feel like you and I had very similar trajectories there. How did you, um, you know, like break into design and like starting your own business in design and then also like make that switch over to mindset coaching. I'm just so curious to hear because I know that 
like my story went very similarly. Yeah. I remember we, I know we like chatted about like pivoting our businesses. I think when we were both on uh being boss vacation, can't yes. remember if we were in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Were yeah. we? Okay. That one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember chatting with you and you were kind of in the midst of changing and I don't even remember if I had changed or was about to. Um, but yeah, so I love that our business transitions have been uh, in sync. But basically, I mean, after college, I did the traditional, like went and got a corporate job and was just basically like asking myself every day, like, is this it? Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? I don't think so. Um, so I had been doing freelance graphic design for, um, like local small businesses for like my high school softball team. Um, just like, like nonprofits, just like little jobs here and there, honestly, like since high school. So, um, I eventually decided, Hey, like it might be kind of cool to see if I could make this freelance thing, um, into a business that would maybe support me full time. So eventually I transitioned out of corporate and officially started Devin Danielle LLC. And what started as a very like open concept. I will take on any design client in the world (laughs) who needs me, how we all start, right? Um, Like literally doing like pub crawl t-shirts all the way to like (laughs) logos for law firms, like literally anything that came my way. I was like, yep, let's do this. Um, And then eventually really realized like my love was in branding. And from there, I learned even more through working with creative entrepreneurs that what I really loved was the strategy piece up front where I was really able to like dive in with business owners into like their dream and their vision for their business and how they saw it playing out and what kind of services and products they wanted to offer and how they wanted to serve their people on a deeper level. Um, And I just got so sucked into like the conversation and the strategy and the deep diving that I Mm -hmm. soon kind of like found myself not resenting is kind of a strong word, but I didn't love the design work as much anymore. Totally. I just kind of wanted to pass that off. And then, um, so that kind of led to me doing what I coined brand refreshes, which was just doing like the strategy portion. And basically that was a mix of like coaching and doing the brand development, the brand strategy work. And then I would partner with designers and they would take the strategy work I had done and put that into a full-blown design. So did that for a little while and was kind of like in that messy middle of transition. And um, then I had a little breakdown breakthrough moment on my 27th. Yeah. I love how those two go hand in hand, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Seriously. Like I, all of um, my business friends will know that I love to use the term brand identity crisis. Yeah. So I basically had, you know, a brand identity crisis and um, had a little breakdown breakthrough on my 27th birthday and was just like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? I'm nowhere near where I wanted to be. Like I just, I thought I would have been to a certain different level of success at that point in my business. And so I really kind of had to take a look at, okay, like where am I out of alignment and where am I not in sync with like what my 
true purpose and my true calling is right now and had to figure out what parts of me and what parts of my identity I needed to shed in order to step into what was next. And in a career sense for me, that was really about letting go of this identity that I had had for years and years and years around being a brand designer. Like that is what I had always been from a little kid. I was always known like, I'm going to have a job in the art and design field. Like I had Mm -hmm. to kind of strip that identity and allow it to fade away to step into what would it look like for me to be a coach and to just help women on a deeper level and to help business owners on this deeper level of their visioning and their mindset and all of that good stuff. So at that point, I would say that was like the moment, like the, where I officially like decided, okay, I'm pivoting my business from design to coaching. Um, And I enrolled in a six-month coaching academy called the Beautiful You Coaching Academy was recently certified through them. And that was such a like absolutely beautiful part of the journey of me getting to this point and really narrowing in on the mindset work. Oh, amazing. I love like so many parts of your story and so many of the things that you just brought up because I feel like mindset really is that foundation piece. And I think that it's just so incredible. Like, I mean, we came from very similar backgrounds and for like both of us to be like struggling with like, Oh, I like so much of my identity is tied up in design. Like, how do I bring this coaching aspect into the work that I do? Because there is this underlying layer that mindset really lends and it it's that foundation, right? Mm -hmm. So like just realizing, like taking a step back and being like, yeah, everything can look great on the surface, but if the foundation isn't there and if the foundation isn't solid and we're not in the right like headspace and we're not watching our thoughts and like all of those other really important aspects of mindset, it almost doesn't matter, right? It's kind of Mm -hmm. like building a house on unstable ground. It's like not one of those things you want to put a lot of effort into if the, the things on the foundation are shaky. So I just, I love so many aspects of that. And I think it's just like so incredible that we both got to that point where we're like, no, like mindset is the thing. Like, this is why it's so important. Yeah. And I love that that's the work that lights you up too. So, Mm -hmm. so many aspects of that, that I love. Um, So tell (laughs) me what is the one mindset shift that's either made the biggest difference for you or your clients? I would say the number one thing that has helped me and my clients is this idea of allowing things to be easy and to like stop overcomplicating every single element and piece of our business. Yes. I love that so much. I just know from my own personal experience, and I'm sure you've experienced that too, that we just make things so much harder on ourselves than they need to be sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that, I mean, I know for me, like um, when I stepped into more of this coaching role, like visibility was such like a struggle for me, right? Because mm-hmm. like the whole time I was telling myself, I'm like, I'm doing it. Like I'm doing the things I should be doing. And like, I look at what I was doing back then, which I thought was like marketing and becoming more visible. And I look at what I'm doing now and I'm like, oh girl, like you weren't even right. But there were <laughs> so many stories that were standing in my way. And there were so many things 
around which I was just making it like so much harder on myself than it needed to be because it wasn't just about like, you know, writing the content or showing up on an Instagram live or, you know, whatever that visibility effort was. It was all of the like stories I built around that that was making it so much harder for me to show up, right? Because it wasn't just the 10 minutes it took me to do something. It was like the 45 minutes that I thought about it and like turned it over my head and tried to convince (laughs) myself that I didn't actually need to do it or that I would do it later or, you know, like, I mean, insert excuse here. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally every what if that comes through your mind when you're about to do something scary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I mean, a lot of the business owners I work with are like kind of where we were when we were pivoting from branding to coaching. Like a lot of my clients are in that pivot, in that transition. And so they're like, in a time of growth and expansion. So they're often like narrowing in their, their niche or they're opening a new branch of their business or they're launching a new course or program or they're like restructuring their one-on-one services, like whatever it is. So I see this like a lot when it comes to um, like launching new products or new services or just like, you know, expanding their brand. It's like, okay, well, I need to do like a whole like year long rollout, or I need to spend like six months creating this like epic course before I can launch it. I think that's incredible that like we, cause obviously that's, that's us like being super passionate and excited and like loving the projects that we're working on. But at the same time, it's also, I think like a form of procrastination. Like it's a form of like you're saying before, like letting the kind of all the what ifs and the fear and the the mental chatter stop you from actually just like taking a step towards it and seeing what happens. And I know I mentioned this to you previously, but like one of my favorite, favorite questions to kind of like jolt both myself and my clients when I get caught in this kind of like trap, this cycle of like, oh, it's I have to like do all this and then I have to do this and I have to prep this. Like all the reasons were like overcomplicating it. I love to just ask like, how can you launch this thing in a day? Or like, what if you launch this like next week? what would change? And I feel like it like just allows our brain to just be like, oh, right. Like it doesn't (laughs) have to be as crazy and as complicated. And it like pulls out what's actually really important and like what's actually priority versus letting all the clutter and the craziness like stop us from even putting the thing out there and just seeing how it does. Totally. Because I think a lot of times what happens is we're standing in our own way, right? Mm -hmm. So that like year long launch where everything has to be perfect and like we have the perfect opt-ins for it. And we've like, you know, been building our newsletter list all along and like, you know, insert whatever here, but I'm just like, I'm thinking about it and it's just like such, you're right. It's such a form of procrastination and it's such a way of us like blocking ourselves from actually stepping in to what it is that we want. And the thing that's so crazy about this to me is the fact that like at the time we are so 110% convinced that like it has to be the year long rollout, that Mm -hmm. it has to be like this really elaborate launch plan that we have to have like everything in place or no one's going to buy it. And like the truth is that like you can go through that year long launch plan 
And you can still get to a point where no one's buying because you haven't taken some of the other efforts and done some of the mindset work that's really enabled you to kind of step into that kind of like sales role or, you know, whatever it is that is actually going to sell your program rather than like working and, oh, and I'm just using a program as an example. It could be like Mm -hmm. any offer really, but like rather than just like working on it and like overworking working on it and redoing it, right? When in actuality, what we want is to be making sales and to be making money from that program. And then you can always iterate later, right? You can always add on, you can always test and change, but we just become so afraid of that, right? Like we're so afraid to put something out there that isn't like 100% there yet, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, we love to be in the behind the scenes. Like essentially, like if we have like this perfect plan in place behind the scenes and we're like, making these perfect slides and we're recording and editing everything. So it's perfect. Like we love to be back there doing that because it almost like gives us an excuse to not have to be out in the like public eye, the front facing world on social media, online, like doing live videos, sharing the thing, promoting the thing, selling it. Like the whole reason we're creating it is because we believe that it will change someone's life for the better in some Mm -hmm. way. So if we're spending all of our time behind the scenes, like perfecting it and never putting it out there and sharing it with the people, we're never even allowing the right people the opportunity to come in and experience it. And we're never really like getting in touch with that result either. You know, I think a lot of times like what we say that we want and what like what we're actually like taking action towards can be two entirely different things. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times people are like, oh, like I really want to sell this product. I want it to do really well. I want to really like help people. And then like when we're doing all of that behind the scenes work and we're so afraid to put it out there, it's just that the actions aren't necessarily lining up with what it is that we want. So of course it's going to be so much harder to see that result. And of course we're going to get frustrated along the way because I think a lot lot of people look at it and they're like, Oh, you know, like I really wish I had hit like this level of success. Like what you were talking about earlier where it's like, well, I really wish I was here already. And then when you kind of like, you know, backtrack a little bit and reverse engineer it, you look at the actual actions you're taking. You're like, well, of course I'm not there yet because I haven't even sold the damn thing yet. You know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like I have this perfect little piece behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's like, and I know like, just like from seeing my clients go through this and even, I mean, even just being in this myself and like getting caught in this same trap, like the easiest ways that I have found to do this, that's worked really well for me, just using like an actual example to put this into context is like, I launched my Empowered You group coaching program last year for the first time. And I literally launched it while I was on vacation. I sent out um, a series of emails that I had written and I sent out a couple Insta story posts about it and was just like constantly sharing it like for that kind of like week or two and had six incredible people enroll. And then I recorded the whole thing and did the whole thing live. So instead of perfecting some huge big program ahead of time and like 
spending those, like, you know, those like two weeks where I was promoting it, instead of spending that time promoting it, I could have spent that time perfecting all the content, creating slides, recording, like doing all the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. and never actually put it out there and saw what happened. Totally. And yeah. And I've even seen this with my clients too. Like one of my clients came to me with, um, she wanted to have like a new branch of her business and she had kind of gone through the reasons like why she was afraid it wouldn't totally fit and how she didn't totally know how to do it. And it was kind of that example we were mentioning before where she was like, well, I have like a year long rollout plan. And I was like, okay, but do you really like, do you, do you think you need the whole year to roll it out? And just like, we did a little bit of back and forth. And then, um, literally like the next week she opened like and launched basically like a live version of the program, Um, and was able to just kind of see how it went. And by launching that live program, she realized for her particular target market, it wasn't necessarily feasible for everyone to be on the calls live. So she ended up creating like a beautiful digital, like self-paced product off of it. Um, And now she is making income from that and has this beautiful product to offer in a way that serves her ideal clients like even better than if she would have you know, done a year long rollout and prepped and made everything perfect for actually introducing it to her target market. Yes. I love that so much. And I think that example is so powerful because really what shifted was just her decision to make it not take a year, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's crazy how that can happen in like an instant, right? Like all it takes is that one person or that like one coach, that one piece of support asking the right questions, which in this case was like, okay, but do you really need a year to do that? And it's, mm-hmm. it's so helpful because all of a sudden you bust through your limiting beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, yeah, maybe I don't, right? Yeah. And I've seen this with clients so many times where like just that piece of deciding not to overcomplicate it or to just like put it out there and see what happens or to like fully commit to their program or offering. Like I had a client who's a photographer and we got on a call and she was just she was looking to sell out a photo shoot session that she was doing in a studio. And we got on a call and she was like, yeah, they're just like, they're really not selling right now. And I'm not really sure why. And I don't know what to do. And, um, you know, the more we talked about it, the more it became clear that she just hadn't really decided that this was going to work. Right. Like she just hadn't decided that people were going to sign up for this. And this was something that they wanted. And she was offering them such a service by doing this. And when we had that conversation, conversation. And when I said, like, I just don't think you've decided yet. Like you have to either like step into it and take the actions or decide that you're going to wait and hold off. And this isn't the right time, but we can't like be in this middle spot for that much longer. Right. Like we have to commit one way or the other. And then of course, like all of a sudden, like the inquiry started rolling and the booking started rolling in and it really happened like that quickly. So I think that a lot of times what happens is we just have to make that decision not to overcomplicate it, right? We have to make the decision not to let ourselves like make it a long drawn out process and stand in our own way and make it really hard, you know? I think, yeah. I mean, I know you'll, you probably agree with me because you're also a mindset coach. So you know how this works. Not even half. I would say like almost like an 80% of it is deciding and is about like getting your energy behind the thing 
And then once that is there, once you've decided, once the energy is there backing you, like taking the action is no longer scary or it's no longer as scary and it's no longer the biggest part of it. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I even saw that with this podcast when I launched that, like I like turned it over in my head so many times. I used to have to like psych myself up so much for these interviews, right? Like I used to get so stressed out and like, that was the mindset piece there all along. But once you step into it, once you decide like, okay, this is the thing that I'm doing, like, I'm going to keep showing up till it gets easy. Like it does get easier, right? (laughs) Like even if it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel that way at first, I think like we do have a habit of just like overcomplicating it, telling ourselves stories, making it more difficult than it needs to be, you know? Oh my gosh, for sure. Well, and I think part of that too is like, I think part of that, like why we overcomplicate and why we make things harder on ourselves is because a lot of us do carry this learned belief that we have to work really, really hard or we have to put in, you know, like X amount of hours before we can actually reap the rewards from something before we can actually like launch a product or service or pivot our business. You know, we, we go to that question. This is one of the questions I hear from my clients all the time is like, well, who am I to do that? Or like, you know, what if I'm not ready? Or what if I like, well, once I do this, then I can do X, Y, Z. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Like what that, I feel like I catch myself sometimes doing that. And I feel it's just like a red flag at this point for me. Like I know I'm like, whenever I catch myself saying like, once I do this, I'll do that. It's like, oh no, no, no. (laughs) How can we go straight for the thing I want? Right. Like, why are we making it hard? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like okay, point A to point B and it's like all we need to do is like like we could fast track that success. We could jump all the way to point B, but we like to put like all of these little baby like milestones along the way that like we have to do first because if we're meeting those little mile markers along the way, then once we get to the success, then we can actually earn it. Right. Like once you do all of the really, 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 really hard work, then we've earned the success. And I can tell you that's something I had to work through personally. I mean, I have like, like, I feel like I had a story in my head for a really long time that if it wasn't difficult, if it wasn't hard, it wasn't worth as much. Right. And I saw Mm -hmm. this coming up in my design work where it was like, unless I like really struggled with a logo, unless I like, you know, turned it over 50 times to see how it could be, you know, different, better, whatever. Um, then it like, it wasn't, it was the client wouldn't approve it unless I had like put X amount of hours in or done like, or struggled with it for this amount of time. Right. And I think that for some reason, it just felt so uncomfortable to me to be like, no, like that, like that's their logo. Right. Like it doesn't matter how long it took me. It just matters that the client's happy with it. And it took me a really long time to step into that. And like, I still see that creeping up, like in writing content and things like that. Like if I didn't spend, if like content flow, 
float onto the page really easily that day. I'll wonder if it's good enough. I'll wonder if it will resonate with anyone, you know? So I think that a lot of times we just like carry those stories with us. And like, until you make an active choice to shift that belief, it can be really hard to be like, no, like it is worth as much, even if it doesn't take X amount of hours, even if it doesn't take X amount of effort. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if you've seen this reflected in your own life, but like for the logo example, the last brand identity client I ever took on was my easiest project ever. And I literally like sketched up the design, put it into Illustrator, like created the vector and put a couple different typefaces with it, sent it to the client. And the client was like, oh my God, yes, done. There was no back and forth. There was like no extra revisions needed, but I totally was in the same place. Like you're saying, you know, I have, I have to do like, you know, 50 revisions before I can send the client. Like when I was doing, um, like a logo for a law firm back when I was taking on every client in the world, like I was doing the same thing. I was showing them like 50 options. And if anything, like that just overwhelmed the client and also like kind of made them not believe in, believe in me as a designer, because if I didn't you know, stand behind my own work. And if I didn't believe in the best option or present the best option or didn't know what the best option is, it kind of showed to them that like, I wasn't sure of myself. And so, yeah, I think if we can like allow ourselves to be enough to like let whatever we do and say, whatever flows out, if we allow that to just be enough and to stand behind it, it has so much more power too. Yes. I 100% like absolutely with you on that. And I think a lot of times, you know, it's easy for us to kind of hide behind all of that hard work and all of that like year long launch plan, because we're really afraid of what will happen when we actually put it out there. Right. And I think that, you know, the obvious answer there is kind of like a fear of failure. Like what if I launch this offer product service, whatever, um, and it doesn't do well. Right. And I hear crickets, right. I think that's like the immediate fear that comes to mind. But the other thing that I've found myself up against is also kind of this fear of success, this Mm -hmm. fear of like, okay, what happens when like I have so much work that my schedule is overloaded? Like I promised myself I would never get to that point again. Like how does that work in the grand scheme of things, right? And like, how is that? How do I still get what I want out of that in both life and business? And I think that fear of success is almost, I mean, is equally as valid as the fear of failure sometimes and can keep us, you know, overcomplicating things behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. I totally, I mean, I come up against this myself and I know one of the biggest um, questions that I get from my community a lot is those what ifs, like what's going to happen? Like if I'm super successful, like what's going to happen to my relationships? Like if my business takes off, what's going to happen to my relationship with my husband? What's going to happen with my relationship to myself? Like, am I going to be able to manage like all the clients? And am I going to be able to manage the income? Like, oh my gosh, what if I don't know what to do with all the money? Like, I think, yeah, we have a lot of fears around what could happen both like you're saying both if we succeed and if we fail and i think like the biggest way to overcome this is to like 
is to just lean into it. Like I will ask my clients, like kind of just throw it back to them. Like, well, what if you get really, really successful with this? Like, what if your product is featured, you know, in Oprah's whatever top 100 list, you know, like what if, and they're like, okay, well, like allowing them to like be in that scenario. And even, you know, myself, when I get in that kind of spiral of, oh my gosh, like, what if I put this out there and it fails? Okay. Like, like what if, like what would happen if it failed? Okay. Well, I would probably just like try again or see what didn't work or like approach it in a different way. You know, like the, the thing that could actually happen, like the thing that we're scared of normally is not that scary if we allow ourselves to lean in and dig into it. Totally. I think sometimes for me, it was just helpful to kind of envision the worst case scenario. And when you do that, I mean, it sounds terrible, but when you do that, you realize that like, okay, the worst case scenario isn't really that bad. Right. I think like (laughs) when we, when I started the design studio and like, I left my corporate job, I moved left New York city, moved out to Denver, like did all of that, like scary transition stuff all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like being like terrified, right. Of like, what could happen if I failed? Because at that point I was like, oh my gosh, I would have to get another job. Right. And that just felt like the, like the world was ending. Life would cease to exist as I knew it. Like it just felt, it came with so much pressure and so much baggage and like so many stories that I was just like perpetuating. And I was just like allowing to be there. And now I look back on that and I'm like, but that's like, that wouldn't be that bad. Right. Like it wouldn't be the end of the world. Like everything would still be fine. Like all of my needs would still be met. Sure. Maybe I'd be back in an office environment, but like it's just like nothing about that's that bad. So I think when you can allow yourself to like, look at like, okay, but like, what am I actually afraid of? Like, what's the worst case scenario here? It just like, it relieves so much pressure and so much like of that fear. Yeah. Well, and I think like something really important that you just touched on right there is when you really look into like the thing that you're afraid of, it's normally coming from our ego. It's coming from like a pride place. Right. And I have the same exact thing. I had the same exact, the same exact scenario. Like what if my business fails? Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to like crawl on my hands and knees and go back to corporate America. And I'm going to have to tell all of my family and friends that I failed. And like, it's like, you know, this big dramatic, you know, story ensues. And really like, that's all ego. It's all pride. If we allow ourselves to live in a place of ego and like letting our ego and our logic and our analytical brain, like get a hold of every decision that we make in our life, like we would never do anything brave (laughs) and beautiful. And we would, we would always just stay where we are and stay stuck and stay scared because to our ego, to our brain, it would be safer for us to stay in the misery of that job instead of taking the risk and possibly having to hurt our hurt our pride and go back to a job, you know? Like it's so ego operational versus like operating from a place of your intuition, operating from a place of what you know to be true deeper in your core and deeper in your heart and like following your deeper calling. Like I think it's such a 
interesting space to be in when we can kind of step back and be the observer of our mind and look at, okay, like what is coming from ego here and what is coming from intuition? Like clearly this fear and this overcomplication, like, and this, all of this, what if, and these crazy stories that I'm making up, like all of this is coming from ego. Okay. Now if I flip over and go to intuition, like how can I make this really easy? How can I let this flow? What if I succeed? And what if when I succeed, everything happens beautifully? Like, I think it's just an interesting place to be in if we can kind of step back and observe our ego and our fear for what it is. And I think that's just a fascinating conversation to have as business owners too, because I mean, I'm pretty sure you could say the same. I have always made better business decisions when I'm making decisions based on my intuition rather than letting my ego run the show, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. A hundred, a hundred times over. Yes. I could literally look back on like every single thing I've ever launched in my business in the last like five years and the things that have done really, really well. And that I have just felt really good and excited and in sync with those are the ones that have succeeded. And the ones that I have done out of obligation or from a place of like scarcity or just overcomplicating, like they never do as well because yeah, the energy just isn't, isn't there. Like the energetic backing and the belief is not there. Or if it does well, it is there. And it was intuition led and intuition guided. And I think our ego just allows for so much more room for what we like think we should be doing. Right. It's like the part of you that's like scrolling Instagram and sees someone like launching XYZ program. And you're like, Oh, I should do a program like that. Right. And like, that's never, (laughs) that's never like the right place to come from. Right. Like I never feel like those are aligned decisions. Right. And it's when you take a step back and you're like, but that has nothing to do with my like abilities, what I offer, like my clients, my audience, like anything like that. Right. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, like I just thought that that was a good idea. And my ego just thought that was a good idea because of what I thought that would create for me. Right. So if you can say, like, okay, like what if I step back into my intuition and what I have to offer and what makes me unique and the kind of like the kind of ways that I like to make money when you step into that, but you can still focus on the result that like your ego was after, but realize you can do it from a place of alignment and intention based on you, like being specific to you, I think that's so much more powerful. Oh my gosh. I so agree. hundred percent. Everything you just said, I'm just like over here with my praise hands because <laughs> it's so true. I think one of like the foundational pieces of every single client I work with is encouraging them to be in silence, encouraging them to tune out from the outside world and tune in to their inner world to really like figure out what their version of success is and what they really, really deeply desire for their life. And I think what we, what we find when we're in that space is it's honestly like world changing because all of a sudden we go from this hustle, striving, efforting energy of like, I have to make six figures to be successful, or I have to be a millionaire. We can step into this place of like, oh no, like actually what I really want is like, 
to make X amount of money so that I can like be home with my family or so I can take Mondays and Fridays off or so I can travel the world once a year or so I can feel safe and secure. Like if we go internal and we go a little deeper, we can find like what's true for us. And like you said, then we can create products and offers from a really intentional aligned space versus looking at what someone else is doing and being like, oh, that's really cool. Let me just try that and see what happens. Yes. Oh my gosh. Totally. 100%. Ah, yes. That's, I think that's an amazing place to wrap up. I see so many creatives and entrepreneurs spinning their wheels for days, months, and heck even years by placing their focus on the wrong things. And believe me, I'm no exception here. If I had gotten the support I needed much sooner, I would have saved myself so much time and money by taking the right actions in my business, you know, the ones that actually yield more income and impact. Luckily, I'm on the other side of it, and I can save you from that very same struggle. If you feel like you're doing absolutely everything you could be to grow your business, or worse, aren't even sure what you should be doing, then you're absolutely going to want to join me for my free Stress to Success coaching call. Together, we'll get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge so you can see what's standing in your way of seeing more results with more ease. Head over to amandadenley.com slash free call to book. I'd absolutely love to chat with you, and I only do a few of these each week. So get over there and book yours today. So Devin, if people love what they heard from you today, which of course they do, um, (laughs) where can they find you? Yeah. So the two places that I love to hang out um, is Instagram. So they can find me over on Instagram. Uh, My handle is Devin underscore Danielle. And um, the other place I love to show up is my weekly newsletter list. I have been sending out uh, weekly, sometimes I call them weekly love letters to my list since like 2014. So I really love being in that space and people can sign up at devindanielle.com slash newsletter. And um, they can also just find it on my homepage. And when you sign up for the newsletter list, you're also going to get access to my Start Your Day with Intention bundle. And that bundle includes a really uh, fun, like I think it's like a three or five minute video that I recorded about why I tossed out my morning routine and what I do instead. Um, And then also I give you a, a PDF with a bunch of really cool uh, downloads and ideas to kind of create your own intentional start to your day. So you can find that on my website. Oh, yes. I'm all about an intentional start to your day. So (laughs) that is amazing. We'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes. And thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. This was so much fun to jam with you all about mindset and letting things be easy. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelly.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelly.com slash free call 
and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. You and I had very similar trajectories there. Goodness, should not say that word. 